Hey everyone, Sean Tierney here from theautomationblog.com and in this episode of the Automation Podcast, I sit down with Ford Cheeseman from Siemens to go over their line of unmanaged switches. Ford, thank you for coming on the show today and introducing us to Siemens Layer 2 Industrial Switches. I'm excited to learn more about the product. I know you guys sent me in a sample that I can't wait to use on the show, but uh, with that said, let me just turn it over to you and let's learn all about these Layer 2 switches. Well, thank you, Sean, for having us here on the show. We're excited to be a part of this and be able to share a little bit about the Layer 2 Industrial Ethernet switches that Siemens has to offer. And so my name is Ford Cheeseman. I am the business developer for industrial networking products in the Southeast United States. There's a team of us around the country, and we focus on all the industrial Ethernet networking needs, such as wireless switches, routers, cybersecurity, remote connectivity, and many more. So today we're going to be scratching the surface of the switch category and uh, getting into the layer two industrial Ethernet switches. So let's go ahead and get started. So before diving in to just the unmanaged portion, what I'd first like to do is just provide a brief overview of the Scalance product portfolio when it comes to switches and routers. And so Scalance, if you do see Scalance within a Siemens uh, name of a product, that is going to indicate that it is a networking product. And as you can see in the wide range of, pro of switches that we have here, we have unmanaged, we have managed. We also have layer three routers as well. Today we're going to be focusing on the unmanaged section here. And what you might notice is that all of these switches and routers are indicated by an X. So if you see that X, that will indicate that you're looking at a switch or a router. And similarly with wireless components, you'll see a W or security, you'll see an S. One of the easiest ways to differentiate between an unmanaged, a managed, or a layer three switch is actually by looking at the number after. So we got the 000 series, the 100, the 200, the 300, 400 and 500. So within the unmanaged, the zeros, the 100s, those are unmanaged switches. You've got 200s and 300s, which are going to be the managed switches, and then 4 and 500s are going to be your layer 3 routers. So unmanaged switches are very cost-effective means to expanding the number of interfaces that you have within your network. Uh, typically, they're used in the lower levels of the network around the control components, so near I.O., near PLCs, drives, in order to interconnect all these devices together. Moving up from the unmanaged, managed switches do give you an additional level of diagnostics and special features such as ring redundancy, which gives you the ability to withstand failures within your network and to be able to recover quickly from those failures within your network, as well as security mechanisms and advanced uh, networking tools such as VLANs, for example. And then routers, routers will sit generally higher up in the plant network and they help to basically be the traffic cop of all of the data that's flowing across the network how to, and handle how to best route it and make sure that the data is best handled throughout the entire plant-wide network. And so 
taking another look just even deeper into really the breadth of all the different uh, switches that we have within each level, you can see even just within the layer two unmanaged area, there are many, many different options here. Uh, I had pointed out earlier the X, but following that is an indicator that will tell you the form factor of the switch as well. So a B, for example, in this case would be a, a box or what I like to refer to as a more basic unmanaged switch. Very, again, cost effective, compact. Uh, then we have the XRs, that's going to be a rack mount. And we also have the XCs, which are comp, which C stands for compact. And they have a few extra features that I'll point out a little bit later on in the presentation as well. And you might notice over here we do have rugged com. And I won't be diving too much into the rugged com portfolio because rugged com was, a, was acquired by Siemens uh, many years back. And their niche is really in the electric utility and intelligent transportation systems markets. And they have mission critical level switches. So very, very rugged and also very able to withstand a lot of electromagnetic interference within the applications, hence a power distribution station, for example. So just, just to let you know that those are out there, but what we're really gonna be focusing on is gonna be the industrial side which are going to be the Scalance X and the Compact Switch modules here. And before getting into the different uh, parts and pieces of the unmanaged switch lines, I'd first like to just go through and review what's really important when looking into what type of unmanaged switch you would be using in your network. And this would, after, this would be after you determine that you do need an unmanaged switch for your network. So typically, first thing that's looked at, and most of these are going to be physical, by the way, because, again, they're very simple. They're plug-and-play devices, very user-friendly. Uh, so many of these aspects are going to be physical in nature. Uh, so you got compact uh, design, rack mount, wall mount. Do you want it to fit right next to the PLC and look very sleek design and have a very, very same form factor as the PLC? Uh, Another thing to consider is how many electrical ports, how many copper ports, how many fiber ports are you going to have? Uh, do, you, do you need fiber? And if so, if you're going to be using fiber, what kind of fiber are you going to be using? These are all important things to have in mind when going to select what unmanaged switch will best fit the application. And furthermore, temperature range varies between different product lines and also the speed that you're going to need to support the data that's flowing across the network. That might be 100 megabits per second, but with digitalization and the connectivity of more and more devices, we have seen more adoption of a gigabit per second networks uh, to be able to handle that amount of traffic that's flowing across these devices. And then also want to take into consideration diagnostics that you would like to have available from an unmanaged switch. Now, being that the switches are plug and play, there is no configuration, the diagnostics are limited, but there are some interesting uh, options that you might have within these different product lines in order to get additional information out of there. For example, if you have a cable that becomes disconnected or even a power supply that might fail on you, you, you can actually be alerted to these different errors within the system. Now you got a good idea of what you need to have kind of 
thought about before going into selecting an unmanaged switch. Now what I'd like to do is walk through some of the use cases where we typically see unmanaged switches used and the corresponding product line that goes into that scenario. So here we're going to take a look at the compact switch modules. These are abbreviated CSM. Now these are designed to have the same form factor as Siemens PLCs. And so you might be familiar with the S7-1200 PLC. It's a basic PLC that Siemens offers. Uh, here is a switch that would sit right alongside it and fit very nicely into a cabinet, very sleek design. I know a lot of cabinet builders like to maintain a very uniform design and very sleek and take a lot of pride in that work. And we want to acknowledge that and be able to make that happen with the switches as well. And so we've got the CSM module here that looks like the S7-1200. We've also got the logo form factor CSM module and even the S7-300, even though we're seeing fewer and fewer of those every day. So now these will sit alongside the PLCs and provide some extra interfaces for you to connect in devices within the network. Might be drives, might be I.O., might even be, say, a um, HMI that you would like to use to visualize what's going on with the machine. So this allows you to get that very sleek form factor. Now the XB, which I mentioned a little earlier, the B being basic or box, uh, we have a few different flavors of the XB. We've got the 000, we've got the 000G, and then we've got the XB100. So the XB000 goes up to eight ports, RJ45, so that's eight copper ports, or you can have up to two optical ports as well, so that's fiber. So if you need fiber connections, you can get that within the XB000 line. Uh, however, if you're looking for that gigabit speed, within the network, again, to support higher capacity uh, throughput. Say if you are using cameras on the network, that's commonly a reason that we see gigabit speed used in a network. I would recommend looking at uh, gigabit switches as well. The XB100s, that's pretty much the big brother to the XB000. And the reason being is you can get up to 24 RJ45 ports on that. Still the same compact, uh, low cost, uh, very cost effective design. And in addition to that, you also have redundant power supplies there. So if you have a very critical network that you're running and you want to make sure that even if you lose one power supply connection that you still stay up, stay up and running, then the XB100 would be the first uh, device that, or the first switch that would allow you to have that functionality. And as you can see, this is a standalone switch, so it would sit, again, still within that PLC field device area, but uh, it, it just would sit separate from the PLC. And then going one step up to a little bit of a higher level switch, we're talking the XC100. And so the XC100, similar to the XB100, it has fiber options. It also has up to 24 ports, RJ45. Uh, but if you are familiar with the S7-1500 PLCs, you'll notice that these devices are very similar in form factor. And there's a very good reason for that that I'll point out very shortly. But these, these devices also provide additional diagnostics, although minimal. They are diagnostics, and for an unmanaged switch, that's quite an achievement. 
Now down in the field level again, it's going to be a standalone switch and supporting just up connections up to uh, 24 different devices. And we'll see shortly why you would go for an XC versus an XB switch. So in general, just looking at unmanaged switches as a whole, they are the more cost-effective model of switch. That's why they're typically used lower, lower in the network, maybe in machines, for example, where the additional diagnostics or higher level functions of a managed switch aren't necessary. However, you can still get the fast speeds that you need to handle high level of communication. You can get gigabit, and you can even get some diagnostics, surprisingly, out of the unmanaged switches. But the most important piece is the industrial grade reliability. And all the Siemens networking components are built from the ground up to support industrial applications. And so with that, we can probably say that we do have a five-year standard warranty on all the Scalens products. And this is really for the longevity in, in your design in the application, uh, because typically in automation environment in, in automation environments, you'll have you know 10 or 15 years of application life cycle or machine life cycle versus many different IT applications might be much less. So the switches are designed to handle that and, and have been put through rigorous testing as well. So again, the just to come back to the XB and hit on a few more points on it. The, the XB, as mentioned, was a very basic level switch, gets zero to 60 degrees Celsius, so a wide temperature range, but there are wider options available. And as well, the fiber can get you connections up to 26 kilometers. So very long distance if you do need to have, say, a run from a machine or a remote site back to your primary network. Now with the XB100s, again, you get that redundant power supply, just in case you have one that, that drops out. It will also uh, allow you to run with just one of the remaining power supplies. And similarly, you still get those fiber optic connections, and you will also get that 0 to 60 degrees C. However, with the XC100, I mentioned it's a bit of a higher level switch. And the reason for that is the extended temperature range. It's negative 40 to 70 degrees C. As you can see on the back, there's actually a metal plate, and that's, that's actually a heat sink to help facilitate those wider temperature ranges. And I mentioned also this LED diagnostic island is actually what it's called. It looks similar to the S7-1500 form factor. Now what we often see out in the field is that when you start populating a switch with many different cables and, and connections, you start to miss or not be able to see the LEDs that are typically built in to the actual ports. So what this does is it allows you in a method to quickly look at the switch within a cabinet, for example, and diagnose any communication errors that you might have on the network. So if something becomes disconnected, you can easily see it here on this diagnostic island. And furthermore, there is a signal contact that will trigger if you configure the switch just by holding down a little button here to set a fault mask. And what that fault mask will do is if you have any connections uh, that should be up and running, and for whatever reason they do become disconnected, the switch will actually turn on that 
signal contact, that output, and signal that something has become disconnected. And similarly, you can do that with the redundant power supplies as well. You can trigger an alarm or you can hook this to a light. You can actually hook it into a PLC to trigger a, a, a warning, an alarm, that something in the network has gone wrong and it will give you a very quick way to diagnose what happened and where it happened. So now we've gone through a lot of the, the unmanaged switches and what I reviewed were the more popular unmanaged switches that we do have out there. There are, there are other options for special use cases and you know we're always happy to help uh, select which one would be the best for each given scenario. Uh, but then the, the big question comes up is, well, we've looked at the unmanaged switches. We know they're simple, they're plug and play, they're cost effective, but when is it important to use a managed switch? And managed switches truly offer a lot more functionality and they offer many, many higher level networking features that can be utilized to better manage the traffic that's flowing across your network. Typically, we will see these either in uh, Profinet networks, but certainly above the Profinet networks once you start interconnecting different machines. And the reason being is because of redundancy and the ability to create resilient networks using ring redundancy or even redundant star topologies. And by having these, these topologies, you can withstand failures within the network, which therefore increases your reliability. In addition, if you did have an, an issue on the network, you can get into the managed switch, which can be done through command line interface, or what I really like to use is the web-based manager, which is essentially like going to a website, you pull up the diagnostics, the switch menu within a web browser, and you can actually navigate through, see how the network is performing, and get analytics out of the device. Uh, so that's that's one thing that is very, very helpful about managed switches, being able to get into that web-based manager as compared to um, many, let's say, more CLI-based switches because these are designed to be used by control specialists. You don't necessarily have to be an IT specialist in order to uh, get an industrial network up and running. And so that web-based manager is a great, great feature. Now, the managed switches, they will open up the doors into many different form factors, many different uh, sizes in terms of port counts as well. As you can see here over on the right-hand side, we have a couple of different rack mount switches. And what we have here is actually an IP65-67 switch that can be mounted outside of the control cabinet. Now, this can be very helpful if you need something to get connectivity right next to a machine uh, that where you don't have the space in the control cabinet. And on the other hand, we have these rack mount switches that get much higher port count up to 52 ports and speeds that can reach even 10 gigabits per second. And now that's, that's lightning fast speed and uh, that is, indicates where this should live within the network, which is generally higher up right near uh, your IT OT crossover. Uh, so this is also a router and again routers would be used to manage the traffic on the network and best handle it segment out your networks so that you can manage the traffic in a better manner. And finally one of the 
one of the nice things that has become even more of a, uh, I guess, a hot topic these days is cybersecurity. Within managed switches, you do have the ability to implement security mechanisms, such as disabling ports that are unused, so you don't have someone that might be snooping around trying to plug in to one of the unused ports. Uh, you can also turn on authentication, where you can authenticate devices that are connected to the switch by their MAC address. And so that, that incorporates a little bit more of that cybersecurity aspect, which is, uh, again, becoming more and more relevant every single day. So I just wanted to give a little taste of what the, what the managed switches entail and really dive deep into the unmanaged switches today. But hopefully, we will be able to come back at a later time to go further in depth into managed switches and really some of the real benefits that you get out of putting managed switches in your network. So I'd like to thank everybody on the call today. Thank you, Sean, very much for having us. Uh, we are excited to be here, and hopefully uh, we'll see everybody soon again. Uh, one, one thing I'd like to add here, just a couple tools. If you are trying to select a device and you're not sure exactly which one to go for, there is a, there is a tool out there called the TIA Selection Tool. And you can log on through the internet, it's cloud-based, and you can enter the requirements. So for example, if you need eight ports, if you need two fiber ports, and you need a gigabit speed, it'll filter out all the, all the products available because there are quite a few there, quite a few options, so it's a very helpful tool in narrowing those down. And finally, if you'd like some more information on industrial networking in general and really how, how far we can go, uh, the USA siemens.com slash future ready networks is an excellent website just to just to explore and see see what's possible Ford, I got a couple of questions would you mind uh, if I ask them oh yeah absolutely um, I noticed the one I had yeah so this is this is what it looked like yep so I noticed that it mounted not only on the same uh, rail that an s7500 mounts on but it also mounts on din rail which I thought was really cool um, as far as the smaller box switches, right, the XB100 and mm -hmm. the XB000, are those DIN rail mount like the S7-1200? Yep, that's a very good point and a very good question. So you're right, with the with the XCs, you do have that, that extra wide DIN rail mount that will fit right alongside the S7-1500. Uh, now with the XBs, they mount on just standard DIN rail or... You, you might see this little tab here on the top. That mm -hmm. actually pops up, and there's one on the bottom that pops down. Mm -hmm. And you can actually wall mount this into oh. the cabinet as well. So it's a, yeah, it's a very, very neat feature it has there, but it's DIN or wall mount. Yeah. And the XC, of course, I had all DIN rail um, on the wall, so I was very happy that it both either mounted to the, uh, to the wide S7-1500 rail or to the to the DIN rail, which was pretty cool. I played with it for a little bit, and I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask is do, do any – I understand these are all unmanaged switches, what we looked at today. Mm -hmm. But do any of them have, like, an onboard web page with some basic information? That's a good question. And so with, with unmanaged switches, uh, th there actually is no interface in okay. terms of, like, a web-based manager. Uh, that, that comes with a managed switch. 
where you would actually be able to get in, get the diagnostics out of it, and set up the those higher level functions that I had mentioned earlier. And however, so get a little bit of diagnostics out of the XC, which I think you have one, so yes, maybe yes. you'll get a chance to play around with that with that signaling contact. Yeah. I was surprised how many ports you're able to get in that small package on the XC, um, the bigger models. Um, I also noticed that it looks like you have built into the switch some, uh, some uh, like physically, if you look at the switch and you look at where it plugs in, it looks like you ha have built in for some other accessories for like uh, physical security. Yes. Am I right about that? Yes, and so, you know, you actually caught me on that when I, I had meant to mention that. So there's there's these port collars around the RJ45 ports on the XC switches. And for those of you that might be familiar, we, if you're familiar with the FastConnect system, um, so Sean, I'm not sure if you've you've ever heard of the FastConnect system, but it's a it's a field cabling system that's used in in automation that is makes it under 60 seconds and to be able to terminate a cable, but they're very rugged and industrial connectors, mm -hmm. and so they actually fit perfectly into those slots with the port collar there to provide some extra physical relief. So it provides a little bit of extra strain relief there for applications where you might have high shock or high vibration and again just lends itself well to increasing the longevity of that switch so excellent uh, yeah yeah Ford thank you so much for coming on I look forward to having you back to talk maybe managed switches or another topic in the future but thank you so much for coming out and educating us all on this the scalance line of industrial ethernet switches from Siemens uh, of course, today we focused on the unmanaged part of that line. Thanks again, Ford. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sean, and look forward to talking soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that presentation by Ford, and I want to thank him for taking the time out of his day to put that together for us and bring us through the entire uh, unmanaged switch line of Siemens. That was very helpful. Um, if you did enjoy it, please give us a thumbs up and a sub. And if you want to support our show and help us keep going, please consider a small monthly pledge over at patreon.com forward slash automation. And if you know anybody looking for automation training, ask them to head over to my website, theautomationschool.com, where I teach PLCs, HMIs, and more. With that said, I want to wish you all a very safe, healthy, and happy week. And until next time, my friends, peace.